Live, statewide, on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Spikerman, fly ball into left, that ball's hit well, back to the warning track, to the wall, and this series starts with a home run! Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Here's the 3-1. Line drive deep into left field. That ball's rocketed out of here. It's a two-run homer for Peyton Graham. And the Sooners are in front in Lubbock. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Here's the 1-2 to Squires. Fly ball deep left field. If this is fair, it's gone. It is a home run. It's a home run. A two-run shot for Brett Squires, and it's home run derby in Lubbock. Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Craig, do you anticipate maybe Texas and Oklahoma coming in the league early ahead of time? That's not up to me. That's uh, about the relationship between uh, Oklahoma, Texas, and the Big 12. We are focused on the addition being effective July 1st, 2025. Understand now, I have a Boston, Midwestern, Louisiana accent now. So, you know, you're, you're, it's three dialects into one. So it's no longer family. I got like all kinds of stuff to throw at you. So just be ready. I'm just so excited I get to do it here at Dodger Stadium. I really didn't think anything of it at the time. I was like, well, yeah, it'd be fun to do it or whatever. But now that it's finally here and I get to start that game tomorrow night, it just, uh, it means a lot. He keeps going. He's down on the knee. He's got it. That is flipped sky high. And Juan Soto is your 2022 Home Run Derby champion. It's TJ's fault. Hour two, T-Row in the morning show. Tuesday, July 19, Toby and TJ back with you. This is the ref, the home of Sooner fans. 46 days away from a Sooner kickoff. This show every day brought to you by our friends at Extreme Outdoor Equipment. XOE is the place to be. Not only are they the home of the bad boy mowers, which I'm an obvious uh, uh, spokesman for as the bad boy of Oklahoma Sports Radio, but also the CF Motos. I've been telling you about the CF Motos the last month or so. You've got to check these out. They are awesome. TJ, these are right up your alley, by the way. You need to go check out the CF Motos. It would be a great addition to your um, army of lake toys right? that you have. They if are. they want me to try one out, you know, I'm always here to volunteer. There you go. Uh, they have the power to conquer more. From Rocky Creek Beds, you probably got those over there, right? Rocky Creek Beds? Uh, yeah, certain areas, sure, absolutely. Colossal Mud Pits? I know you got not those. Really, I'm not really searching that out, but I'm sure they're there. Wooded Mountain Sides? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Their high-performance vehicles rip through the toughest terrain with ease, outfitted with custom-designed, liquid-cooled four-stroke engines and an unmatched assortment of standard features. Their ATVs and side-by-sides do more than crush trailheads. Whether you're looking for the ultimate adrenaline rush or a heavy-duty utility machine, you can take on anything with CF Moto. They've got them at Extreme Outdoor. They've also got these awesome, like, uh, 
I don't even next level golf carts there, TJ. Not like you're you're gonna take and play eighteen holes. Like awesome decked out golf carts. I'm telling you, like if you are a a uh, a man, go to Extreme Outdoor Equipment. You're gonna love the place. Are you saying a woman can't I mean, want those things? No, I shouldn't have said it like that either. Yeah, how I rude just, of you! I, I shouldn't. I, I shouldn't have said it like that either. I apologize <laughs> to all the women that are listening. It's just, it's just a, like a big. There's a lot, of, a lot of testosterone going on there at Extreme Outdoor Equipment. You know what I mean, TJ? You got the bad boy mowers. You got the CF motos. You got the decked out golf cars. Uh, it's a cool place. So go check it out, man or woman. Go check it out. Oh boy! Uh, by the way, just to clarify that uh, one of those sound bites off the top there was Clayton Kershaw. He's starting for the National League tonight in the uh, All Star Game. Um, now the one, another one of the sound bites was Greg Sankey. SEC Media Day is going on right now. We had Big Twelve. Was it last week or two weeks ago? We had the Big Twelve Media Day uh, last week, last, last Wednesday week, right? and Thursday. Yeah. Um, I'll reiterate. I say this every year. Having college football media days in the middle of July is maybe the stupidest thing we do. No offense to anybody who puts together the media days. Uh, Having coaches and players talk about their teams when practice hasn't started and is really three weeks away from starting is just the height of silliness. Uh, It is the grasp of... For attention is what it is, TJ. And I got you. I got you. Eyeballs and headlines and all that kind of stuff. We love it. We put out our preseason teams. We come on sports radio shows and we yell and debate about it. And it's a way to get college football back on uh, into people's conversations again. It would be much more valuable and much more well-served if they would have these in the middle of August. Yeah, practice has been underway for a couple of weeks. We're a couple of weeks away from... Starting the season, here's what I think about my team. You don't need to do it in person these days. You could totally do it. You could do it on Zoom. Exactly. You don't even have to leave your campuses, and it would be valuable information. But that's probably too smart and logical, isn't it, TJ? Well, that's the reason why they kept moving it up is like, well, guys are in workouts. They've got practice. They're getting ready for class, this and that. But what you just said is exactly right in today's world. They don't have to leave campus any longer. It's no, it's not necessary to hold these things at Jerry World or, you know, these big conference hotels or wherever they may hold their conference media days. It's just do it in August. Once practice begins, you have a better feel for what's going on, what guys are looking like, and get better information. So you're right. But it's a show. You're, you're, I mean, it's a show. You know what you've been doing it's today, a... Toby? You've been telling it like it is. You've been Thank telling you it like it is. Much. That's what I do. That's what I do. Shaping the mind. No, I'm sorry. Um, it's it's uh, it's a show, and especially the SEC. You know, Paul Feinbaum shows up. We got four days of of uh, people coming through. Uh, they get the they entice the media to spend all this money to come to these hotels to uh, uh, cover these things. And it's just silly. They're just silly, is what they are. But anyway, it's going on. Okay. So Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC, is asked about OU and Texas coming early and the, and he said what you just heard him say is that's up to them it's not up to me uh your new best friend brett yormark last week tj said uh eh, he'd be willing to listen to OU and texas leaving early as long as it made sense for 
the conference, as long as it was a win-win for everybody. Uh, I saw something scrolling on the bottom line from the Oklahoma athletic director uh, last night that said uh, they intend on honoring, doing the honorable thing, which means playing out the contract through 2025. Uh, is that something he said yesterday, or is that something he said oh, back during Big 12 media days? It, it didn't happen last week, so that had to have been something. I didn't even see that scroll yesterday, so I wasn't paying attention to the scroll during the home run derby. So I'll read an article on uh, ESPN uh, from Dave Wilson today. Uh, it says, after speaking at a session together on navigating change in athletic departments, at the Texas High School Coaches Association Conference in San Antonio, the AD said they had yet to have any of those discussions. Quote, and this is from Joe Castiglione, Look, I know people are asking a lot of those questions, and it's fair. There's a lot of changing around us. If that facilitates a conversation that needs to take place about an earlier departure, then it does. But I have said very consistently, I know my counterpart, Chris Del Conte, said the same thing, as have our presidents, that we informed the conference that we would lead after, I think it's supposed to be leave, after 25, and we plan on fulfilling our obligations and do the honorable thing. Uh, Del Conte said he has yet to meet with your Mark, your new best friend, or have a conversation with him other than the league-wide Zoom meetings. <laughs> quote, he's suddenly my best friend. We're in the Big 12, Del Conte said. Every time you see Chris Del Conte's name, do you crave canned tomatoes, TJ? <laughs> Maybe some diced peaches. I do. I really crave canned tomatoes. Uh, we're going to honor our commitments. Those things are all premature. This is from Del Conte. Uh, so, what am I supposed to make of all this, TJ? Uh, it means they're uh, packing up their office as we speak, and they'll be gone after this football season. Well, my well, favorite radio this, show uh, as school year, I should say. My favorite radio show, as you know, is uh, The Rush on The Ref. Afternoons, 3 to 6. I love those guys. Teddy Lehman, Butkus Award winner, Tyler McComas. The Machine Gun McComas, we call him, TJ, because of all the opinions he fires out there. Although I'm going to tell you, since he's been married, I might back him down to Shotgun McComas. <laughs> BB McComas. He's calmed down a little bit. But I love their show, and I was listening to it yesterday. I was uh, I was playing chauffeur, uh, Uber driver for my uh, teenage daughter yesterday, and... Um, they both feel like that after this year, OU and Texas go to the SEC, after this year, that the 2023 football season will be played in the Southeast Conference. I agree. Really? I 100% agree with that. Why? My thing is, I get there's television uh, rights deals and all that that you're dealing with. That's That's... That's changing as we speak. Why drag this thing out? We know the marriage is done. Family and friends are trying to tell them it's done. 
you just at some point, we appreciate you trying to hold on and fight for it, but at some point, it's best for everyone that you just let it go. You mentioned Frozen earlier. Let it go. It's time for everyone to move on. Oklahoma and Texas does not want to be in this conference once these other teams jump in next year. It makes no sense to have them in that conference. People didn't want them at... They shouldn't have been at Big 12 Media Days this year. They should have been at SEC Media Days this week. More people would have been interested in that and hearing what they had to say about coming into that conference and competing in that conference than what they had to say last week about being in the Big 12. Fan bases are done with it in both those schools. The other fan bases are done having OU and Texas here. They want to have a shot at this uh, thing and and be able to run it and Baylor be uh, maybe reel off a few or Oklahoma State get them a, a conference championship. It's time to end it. There's no reason to drag it out until 2025. It's ridiculous on all sides. I agree with almost everything you said except for one thing. Okay. Let me paint you a hypothetical you say there's no reason. Let me paint you a hypothetical uh, scenario. And this is going to be dark, so I want people out there to oh, understand man. this is hypothetical, okay? Let's say for whatever reason, it's just you, you've you had enough of having to turn it to channel 705 at the end of every night, and you and Katie <laughs> decide we're moving our separate ways. You just can't do it yes, anymore. Thanks. Use us in this just example. Snap. Use us in this example, she, please. Yeah, go ahead. She she looks at you finally with you, all the contraption hooked to your face at the end of the night and says, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> she does that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> can't be married to this old man. Okay, again, it's a hypothetical dark scenario. It never happened. But let's decide. You, just, you guys, it's not working, okay? And you're going to go your separate ways. Unfortunately, that's the decision that has been reached by both parties, okay, Teach? Correct. You're going to go your separate ways. However, if you leave before 2025, you've got to give Katie $80 million. Right. You might stick around through 2025. You, you said there's no reason. That's the reason. If I know I'm no. leaving, if I know I'm leaving Katie, though... And I'm making uh-huh. way more than that eighty million a lot quicker. You're not though. And I'm making it up. Yeah. I, I'll lose on the uh, I'll lose on that end, and I'll gain <laughs> it in the future. Okay. You've got a you've got a, a hot. Wife, I got a bigger. Uh, I got a I got a sugar mama waiting. <laughs> that's uh, worth more than my sugar mama I currently with a have. Really. That's right. With a really big house. <laughs> you should see her boat. It's amazing. She's got like a yacht. <laughs> Uh, well, you make a good point. Um, I mean, that's the reason, right? That's that's, that's, the, that's, that's the only the reason. reason. The only reason. If that wasn't there well, for I both know, those schools. I know, but it's a lot of money, it's man. It's a lot of money, but that's what I'm saying. The Big 12 even has to back off of that sum. Let them okay. go. Well, come down off of that money. Come down we'll off of that price go. tag and let them go. Move yeah. on with your conference. You say you're better off now. You say your future's bright. That's true. You're working on bringing other Pac-12 teams Mike Gundy in. says they're a better a conference better today conference than they today. were 12 TC, months ago. Someone from TCU said that, too. I remember if it was um, uh, Dykes or the AD. I don't remember who it was that said it, but that TCU said mm. it, too. Like, oh, we're better off now. This is a better conference. Well, fine. Then let them go. They'll do it for a lower yeah. price tag. So lower the price tag. There's no doubt the SEC would love to have him now. There's no doubt OU and Texas would love to go today. 
the only reason it hasn't happened and maybe won't happen is money. So they've got to work that out, and maybe they will. Maybe they have. Maybe they will. Maybe the TV executives are going to get involved. Maybe your mark is not as obstinate as Bowlesby was, and he backs down a little bit. He lowers the price, whatever. But I've said this all along. Joe Castiglione has a proven track record of not being in the habit of giving away money. He doesn't work in the red. That's true. Doesn't work in the red. Texas throws money around like it's going out. They got a printing machine down there. Joe has been fiscally to, to aggravation point by some people out there. Fiscally responsible. They don't build buildings until they have, you know, most of the money for it. They don't they live in the black. They've got a reserve of money in case a worldwide pandemic comes along, TJ, that other places didn't have. They have been extremely fiscally responsible. You're telling it like it is, Toby. I'm really on fire. Hey, by the way, uh, I would like to tell my wife who's listening right now, you're my only sugar mama. All right, baby. Yeah, that was a really dark example I drew up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by extreme outdoor equipment. Four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby exit 104B and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108. Toby and TJ back with you. T-Row in the Morning Show. This hour brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Terry and Jackie Saxon, home of the eight ninety nine listing fee, saving you thousands in closing costs, putting that money in your pocket, 405-361-3380 or saxonrealtygroup.com. I'm writing uh, some bunk mail to my son in that commercial break. Uh, hopefully he'll write me back to verify some things. We can only write uh, twice this week, and he can only write us back a couple of times. So we uh, Bump mail? Bunk, Is that what you said? Bunk. Bunk mail, bunk like mail. A B-U-N-K, bunk mail at, while he's at mm-hmm. camp. We had given him a— Is that an email? Uh, sort of, yeah, and they'll print it out for him and put it on his bunk. So, oh, uh, that's we, cool. Uh, we uh, left him Sunday afternoon around 4.30, and we said, all right, there's $50 in your account. That's got to last you the week. It's for snacks, ice cream, candy, drinks, whatever you need, Gatorade. Um, should last you the week, but hmm. we'll check your account and make sure— uh, I checked his account yesterday at about three o'clock, and I texted Katie and said, uh, "Your son has a dollar twenty-one left in his account." No way! Are yes. you serious? Yes, and we don't know if it's like legit. So I called, like there was a number you could call, and she's like, "Yeah, I can't tell you what was purchased, but he came twice today. Once was like twenty bucks, and the other was like twenty-eight something." And what? I, and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> Maybe inflation, man. Maybe the maybe well, the uh, after we are talked up. about it, we're like. You know what? I think he bought us both a gift and doesn't realize you've spent all your money and have no snack money now because we had shown him. He had asked us about a shirt. He saw a hat that I liked, and knowing him in his heart, like he's probably bought these gifts on the Mm. first day and does not realize now we added some money. But now I'm writing him a letter saying, dude, we've added money, but this mm. is it. You have money for snacks. (laughs) We're just needing to verify that you spent these two purchases because that's not like him either. He's not – he doesn't really do that, so we were shocked by it yesterday. So we're like, please verify you did spend this in case it's a mistake and we need to get to the bottom of it. So, um. <laughs> I mean, 
I, if he bought you gifts, that's very nice of him. But great yeah. opportunity to learn a life lesson right here. Um, we could do listen, that. Yeah. Listen, you overspent. You got a buck for the rest I, of the week. So sad. Sorry. There's a chance, too. He bought the whole bunkhouse ice yeah. cream and drinks. Okay? <laughs> There's a chance of hey, that. Hey, listen, guys. I got 50 bucks. I got 50 bucks. Come on. Me. Who wants nerd ropes and uh, airhead extremes? They're on me. Let's go. 50 bucks is like a million dollars, man. <laughs> yes. So there is a good chance of that. But my face yesterday, I'm like, we left him at 430. In less than 24 hours, he's got a $1.21 balance. Uh, um, I mean, that's the opposite of what happened to us with Chloe this year. We put $50 in her uh, lunch uh, <laughs> that's right. You know, account. That. Yes. Thinking she probably won't eat lunch. You know, she takes her lunch most days, right. but at least yes. she'll have some there if she needs to. And never touched it all year long. There's still $50 sitting in the account. She took her lunch every single day of eighth grade. And we can't get it out. Like, we get, we've written, we've emailed Piedmont, we've we've done everything. Hey, listen, can we get our 50 bucks back? It's just sitting in this account from the middle school account, which she's not going to be in anymore. And nobody will answer us. So I guess we've donated $50. Donated 50 to, bucks to the lunch program. Yeah, I guess. I mean, Long I would love if anybody help, uh, Piedmont's some... listening, can I get my $50 back, please? That, or I think you're good with it if you know that it's going to a lunch program that would help provide lunches for a sure. kid that can't buy his lunch. Just, just verify for Toby, let him know. How dare you speak for me for <laughs> just, what I'm good for, I okay? Think you're good for that. Now you're right. I would be for if if somebody if that would be you know uh, correspond with me and let me know that you've put it toward a good cause. That would be fine. But if it's just going to randomly sit in an account forever, let's put it to good use. <laughs> or like make, back in my pocket. Make that girl eat a cheeseburger on Friday. Something. <laughs> uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line. This is from our Minnesota texter earlier. He says, while the weather is nice, I'd much rather be home in the 918. Keep up the great work. You guys make me feel as if I'm at home when I'm on the road for work. And we try our that? best. Thank we'll you very much. Have a great day up there in the, uh, uh, what is it, the great, what's this state? Uh, land of 10,000 lakes, right? In that Minnesota? That's right. I think that's what they call it up there. Morning, buddy. I'm in heavy negotiations with Perry Spencer right now for sponsorship on the Top 25 Countdown. Since you guys have an FM station that goes north of 89th Street, your rates have gone up. He's squeezing me. Can you put pressure on him? Have a good day. Hey, Carter. I don't know what to tell you, yeah. Carter. We're kind of We're a big, big deal now. We're kind of a big you know? deal, yeah. yeah. Uh, we got a network of stations across the state. Uh, way more people are listening to us than used to in the past. And you're going to have to pony up, my friend. I'm on, I'm I've on got Perry's circle side drives here. to build. Toby's got bear spray right. to buy. We've got, we've got, to, we've got to have these uh, sponsorships, Carter. You're keeping it 100, my friend. Uh, OU Texas have the leverage when they leave the Big 12 next year when the remaining Big 12 schools take a TV revenue cut to fund the incoming schools. Watch the Big 12 start squirming. May even pay OU Texas to leave. That was a question last week. Do you know how all that works? The other no. schools... Nobody does. Well, that's what I'm saying. Somebody, uh, Some believe that all the other schools are taking the cut and that OU and Texas do not take the cut. And I don't know if that's true or not. Um, no, that might I be have no idea, but yeah, if that's the case, you might would want to just pay them out and say move on, so we can split this amongst the teams that are actually going to be here. 
what does the addition of the four new teams to the Big 12 mean for the television contract? Does that give the same question, basically? Does that give Oklahoma, Texas leverage for able to move out early because there will be more teams to the for the contract to be negotiated for? Well, I mean, I, I could. I don't know what the contract's going to look like, right? It hasn't been it hasn't been agreed upon yet, as far as I know. So whether they're going to take a cut or not is not yet known, correct? I mean, after yeah, the current end of rights at 2025, if they're saying just for the couple of years that the new teams come in, I, I don't know. They could have very well worked out a deal, the Big 12 and ESPN, saying, hey, we're bringing in uh, Cincinnati, Houston, UCF, and BYU for a couple of years. Let's add X number of dollars to the Big 12 pie for the next couple of years, and then we'll work out a completely new agreement starting in 2025. I mean, that kind of stuff could be going on just to kind of make everybody whole. Uh, but nothing has been made public as to what that deal is going to look like. I would imagine everybody assumes, and I think rightfully so, that uh, whatever the Big 12 looks like is going to take a bath without OU and Texas in it. I mean, it's not going to be as profitable. That's why they're desperately trying to figure out, all right, what can we do? Let's talk to the Pac-12. No, that's not working out. Let's raid the Pac-12. Who's the most valuable? What can we add to make this thing close to as valuable as it was before OU and Texas left? And the unfortunate Fact is, there's nobody out there with the value of OU in Texas that they can correct. Have. Yeah, no, that's, that's just that's not going to happen. Correct. Man, I mean, seriously, have I ever said this many right no. things in the first two no. hours of a show? I, you're telling it like it is. I, I have come back from vacation red hot, ladies and gentlemen, red hot. I don't remember if it was uh, Pete Thamel's sorry. article yesterday or someone else. Someone was talking about. Uh, Big 12 focusing in on Oregon and Washington because they've had playoff experiences, and that's basically the equivalent of OU Texas, and I'm just laughing like, stop. Like, <laughs> it's not the equivalent of OU Texas just because they've made a playoff no, spot. it's not. It's not, but it would be a big addition. It, I mean, it would be Oregon a nice addition, Oregon brings a yes. lot of value. They do. They well, Oregon brings do. a lot of value. That's probably as good as they could do. Now, geographically, it's nonsensical, but it's not any more nonsensical than the Big Ten adding USC and UCLA. USC, I mean, uh, Oregon and Washington are the two biggest available fish. Agreed? They are not as big as OU and Texas, but they're the two biggest available fish that we know of. That we know of. That we know of. Right. There's some, if some ACC schools are, are available, then maybe those are bigger fish, but I don't, we don't they're know not that going. they're available. Clemson and Florida State and Miami are not leaving the ACC to go to the Big 12. I agree. No, I completely agree with you. They might go to the SEC or the Big 10, perhaps, but they're not going to the Big 12. So of the free agents out there, Oregon and Washington are the two biggest fish. And, and there's a lot to like about Oregon, man. I mean... The whole Phil Knight Nike thing is pretty valuable. Uh, uh, and the Seattle TV market would be nice and all that kind of stuff. But no, they're nowhere, they're nowhere near the cachet or the history or anything that OU and Texas brought. We'll be back.
The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. Two food-related notes. One, not long ago we uh, did a segment of uh, listening to me eat a nectarine live on the air, TJ. Do you remember that? I did. Yes, Very I do remember that, yeah. Very popular segment. Uh, just let you know that uh, we 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 killed that segment because some people I can't for um, unknown reasons found it disgusting, and uh, I just had a delicious nectarine for breast breakfast during that commercial break. TJ, just wanted to let you know, delicious huh. nectarine. I've got today. a peach today, and it's a little crunchy. It's not uh, soft yet. It's a little not ripe. Yeah, so, yeah it's a little green Too early. still. Yeah, that's disappointing. You you can't know until you bite into I it. Know. I mean, you could have I a know. hunch. You could have a hunch. By kind of, you know, looking at it, feeling it. But you don't know until you bite in, right? At least I do. I don't know how to tell uh, if the peach is ready or not. And number two, congratulations to the SEC um, for their announced sponsorship deal yesterday with Bush's Baked Beans, TJ. Bush's Baked Beans, now an official sponsor of the SEC. The official Baked Beans of the SEC, TJ. Uh, how do you feel about a good old can of Bush's Baked Beans? I like Bush's Baked Beans. Roll that beautiful bean footage. That's a good spot. I mean, don't don't you feel even better about going into the new league knowing that they're partners with Bush's Baked Beans now? Um, a, I like ranch-style beans. Mm-hmm. Trying to think of what the brand of uh, there's these chili beans I really like. They might be Bushes. Can't remember for sure. Mm-hmm. I got no problem with Bushes baked beans. There's a couple of good sponsorships have been signed lately. You remember the old Trapper uh, beef jerky sponsorship? The old Trapper logo was everywhere. At Big uh, 12 I was going to say, days. did you see that at Big Twelve Media Days? They were not shy about letting people know they are the official beef yeah. jerky of the Big Twelve. And now Bushes baked beans has a sign to be the official baked beans with beans of the uh, SEC. So congratulations to them. Hopefully that uh, that sponsorship does not show up on uh, the mic uh, in on the field. So hmm. um, what did you think about part one of the captain? I thought this dadgum uh, home run derby is not going to end at nine o'clock. I know how to do programming yes. better than you people, and with it not starting till ten, I only saw like the first ten minutes, and I have it recorded. So I was heading to bed shortly after. You it had to started. get to bed early. Yeah, well, not early, just on time. I mean, it didn't start till almost yeah. ten. So, that's right. uh, first few minutes were were good. I enjoyed it, but I, that's all the review I can give you. Did you stay up for it or no? Yeah, I watched the whole thing because I thought we were going to talk about it on the show oh, today. I apologize. My sleep's too important to me now at this age. You let me down. Um, <laughs> I agree with you, though. I mean, it was stupid to think they were going to start at 9. It was stupid to think they were going to have the home run derby right. in two hours. They, they didn't even close to two well, hours. Well, their time like limits don't even equal that. Right. No, it was dumb. Uh, it was interesting. It was good. We have we we're one episode in. We're an hour into this thing. We have not even got to him playing for the New York Yankees yet. Like 
he's now on the team but not playing. Like they left it off in the 1995 season right? where King Griffey Jr. and the Mariners beat Don Mattingly and the Yankees, and Jeter is on the bench not playing, watching, and, you know, soaking it in, TJ. This is setting the – he's seeing what it's like for playoff baseball and all that kind of stuff. So – I don't know. I mean, it's just it, it's interesting. I watched the whole thing. I was interested. My son's a Yankees fan, Trevor. He loved it. He was lapping it up. I guess I'm weird. I, I guess I'm just – I don't think I come off as an ultra-competitive, highly competitive person, but maybe I but just you am. are. You are. I have a really hard time enjoying – these documentaries that aren't about my team. Like, I, I'm not rooting for Derek Jeter. I wasn't rooting for Michael Jordan. I, I'm not rooting for Tom Brady. And so it is interesting to see their path to greatness, but I also am highly irritated the whole time that it's not my team. Like, the Yankees drafted him sixth. You know who picked fifth? Well, probably your Reds. The Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, I think uh, the Astros, I believe, had the number one pick that year and passed. Well, I mean, all those five teams did. But The Reds intended on taking Jeter. Something happened at the last second. They went with somebody we've never heard of before, and the Yankees had Jeter fall right into their lap. And I'm ticked. The whole rest of the show, I'm ticked. <laughs> but would Derek Jeter have been Derek Jeter with the Reds? That's one of the questions. You know, when guys get drafted at certain places – do they become legendary if they're taken before that or uh, or fall to a different team? Like that's we don't know. We don't know if he becomes Derek Jeter with the Reds. Well, he would not have become Derek Jeter that we now know with the Reds because he would not have had the New York City stage. Correct. Correct. But the the shortstop that he would have been replacing is a Hall of Fame shortstop who is one of the great shortstops of all time, That's Barry right. Larkin. That's so, right. I mean, if you just swap those two, like if Barry Larkin has Barry Larkin's career in New York City, Barry Larkin might be they might be doing a seven part documentary on Barry Larkin. You know, I mean, he was he was great. He's a Hall of Famer. So, could he have excelled in Cincinnati and had a Hall of Fame career? Of course, he could have, but. Part of what made, made – the biggest part of what made Jeter Jeter is the fact that it happened in pinstripes. Without a doubt, yes. God, listen to me. I mean, I just I, – there is no off button today, Man, TJ, you on are the just You Are Correct machine. It. You are like uh, Nolan Ryan fastball today, just one after another. <laughs> I don't like this – I don't like this about me. I don't – I wish I wasn't this way. I, I get irritated at everybody else, though. For being so non loyal. That's not about being loyal. That's just by the time certain guys reach a certain level for me, it's just a massive amount of respect and I want to know about them. There are guys I have like that, like Albert Pujols last night. Albert Pujols is one of the greatest players of all time. Some of the greatest stats we've ever seen in baseball history. And for me, he is bland and boring, and I don't care to hear or see anything about him. Derek Jeter, for me, fascinates me, but it's a little bit of what you said. It's the New York uh, Yankee uh, pull. It's the 
It's the uh, mystery of the gift baskets. It's the relationship with A-Rod. It's this all this mystery surrounding him with past relationships and stuff and uh, you know how he became who he is. I don't have that with Pujols. And Pujols is just as legendary as far as numbers and what he's done in the game and winning World Series, but I don't have that pool to him the way I do a Derek Jeter. So there are guys I, I feel that way with. So I'm with you on that. He's an intriguing figure yes. in sports history, just like Michael Jordan, to a lesser extent, but like like Tom Brady. Intriguing figures in sports history, all of them. I understand why people want to do documentaries about them and why they would be interested in learning more. I love a good documentary. I want to learn more about all kinds of historical things that have happened, people, places, things, all that kind of stuff. I get it. I just, for whatever reason, my brain can't do it with sports figures. I can't not get irritated. <laughs> I can't just sit back and go, you know what? I'm just going to enjoy this. It's a story of a kid from Michigan who always dreamed of being a Yankee, grew up to be a Yankee, and achieved greatness. There's an element of, because it happened in in a period of time when I was a fan. Like, if it, if it was about Babe Ruth, I would have no problem. If it was about Mickey Mantle, I would have no problem. The Magic Johnson, Larry Bird documentaries, which, I you know, we caught the end of their careers, but, like, those I would enjoy thoroughly. It's the guys who played during the time frame when I was vehemently rooting for my team. I get that, but Jeter never, like... He wasn't a threat he to He wasn't the a threat to you. Yeah, right, yeah. But I, I hate the Yankees. I just like, the Yankees are the evil empire of baseball. They are what the Lakers are in basketball to me. You you went to New York and you became in me, love with me, them. I, and your child they, was conceived in the Bronx uh, and all that kind of stuff. He was not conceived in the Bronx. And that was asked again the other I, day. You because fell in you love and you decided, it. you know what? I'm going to have There's two a favorite mythical, teams. I'm going to be the uh, like. Uh, it's mythical with the Yankees for me. It's like uh, for me, they're Why the greatest. Why isn't that with the Lakers? I don't. Well, I guess because the yet Lakers are recent history. The Yankees to me are the greatest franchise in sports history, regardless of sport. That's true. So, That's I don't true. know. There's just Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle, Lou Gehrig. I mean, it's just name after name but after doesn't, name. Doesn't it irritate you, all these people that live here and, you know, around here and go, I'm a Yankees fan. Why are you a Yankees fan? Yeah. Well, I don't know. They're just the greatest team, and they win all these titles, and I love them. My dad, when my did dad's you live a Ranger in New York fan. City? My dad's a Ranger fan, but grew up a Yankee Mantle fan. He loved Mickey Mantle. Mantle was his guy. I'll accept so, that. Yeah. If you are old enough to grow up rooting for Mickey Mantle, I'll accept that. And, and, and obviously the Rangers weren't a franchise at that time, so he didn't have one here in Oklahoma. So I get, I get what you're saying. And like I said, there are players like that I want like to enjoy it more. But Jeter, like, uh, that's why I don't understand with Jeter. I understand the Yankees. You hate the Yankees. But Jeter didn't do anything personally to you like Jordan did, and he's been gone no. for seven years. So I think some of that you need to let go. He's been, he's been out of the game for seven or eight years, so some of that's got to fade for you, I think. We were one pick away from having Jeter, though. <laughs> well, be mad at your team, not him. I am mad at my team. Okay, okay. I don't know. I just want everyone to be as passionate and loyal to their teams as I am, TJ. Be more like me is what I'm saying. <laughs> we'll be back. 
This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Call Terry or Jackie at 405-361-3380. Fireball throwing, throwing Toby and TJ back with you. Toby's bringing it today. This hour brought to you by Saxon Realty Group, home of the 899 listing fee. Check them out online, saxonrealtygroup.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. TJ, is your sh- the son at Shepherd's Fold Ranch this week? No, he's at a, a different camp. Uh, huh. Not that one. Uh, this one says, perhaps your son was buying snow cones for the girls that he met at camp. Uh, hey, yeah, well, I mean, go. if that's the case, that's then yeah, just let me know. I'm all, I'm yeah. for it, yeah. Snow cone is away. Is there anything better than snow cones at a camp? Uh, I've never had snow cones at a camp in my life, so I couldn't answer that question. What? I've never been to a camp in my life. What? You never went to camp growing up? Um, no, that was not something my mom would have even have suggested or let me do. She probably, if I would have came to her and said, can I go to this okay. camp? She would have said, um, do you want Michael Myers to kill you in your sleep? Okay, so I no, went to Bible like, school. I went to Bible school during the summer, but that was like at the local church and right. just for the afternoon and mom would pick me up, you know. No sports camps, even. Never. Like, never in my life, man. I, I tell you, man, we didn't go on vacations. We didn't. No, none of that happened. I was a sheltered, uh, I wouldn't say sheltered. I was a, you go play in the neighborhood in the street, that's free, um, kind of kid growing up. <laughs> My parents did not send me to camps. No sports camps, baseball camps, anything like that, no. Church camps? Mm-mm. You didn't go to Canacuck growing up? <laughs> no, are you kidding me? Huh. Okay. No, no. I spent pretty much every summer I can ever remember at the uh, Nazarene, Southwest Oklahoma Nazarene campground in Anadarko, Oklahoma. Right. A lot of kids did. Katie spent months at camps, yeah. Not only did I go to my camp, but my parents, like, ran the uh, snack shack for all the camps. Right. So I would go to all the camps. And just hang out and run around and uh, help run the snack shack. That was the greatest, man. I when they trusted me to count money and I could work the windows, you know. Oh, it was uh, so big great. time, big time. I yeah. loved that. A lot of kids, man. Katie was the one of those. She volunteered at camps, you know, when she got older and stuff. Like it, that's foreign to me. Like I couldn't have even imagined of going to one. This explains a lot. Yeah, this really helps bring into focus a lot of things for me about you. <laughs> All right, top of the hour break on a Tuesday morning. This is The Ref. We'll be back.